3: Welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We're live in New York City. It's Friday, October 28th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. It's Kyle Brand, Peter Schrager, and Super Bowl champion Sean O'Hara. Jason McCourty called the game on Thursday Night Football for radio, so he is down in Tampa Bay. He sounded fantastic. Yeah, heck of
4: a game. Heck
3: of a game. Lots to talk about regarding the winners, but also one quarterback that could carry the whole show if we wanted him to. Mm-hmm. So right.
2: You want to get to the lead block? Let's do it. Time let's go. We love. have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Lead block. Let's go to the Ravens and the Bucks. Buccaneers. This game is down in Tampa. Lamar Jackson is the number five leading rusher in the NFL right now, which is why he would come out in the first half and just throw passes everywhere. Again, this is this is the get-right game after the last get-right game. After the last one. And like, Remember, their one win in the last six weeks was the Grady Jackson roughing the passer penalty over the Falcons. 27-22. to 22. That is a three and a five next to the Buccaneers record. Hey, Raven, great night. You went to Tampa and won, but we're going to go to the guy with seven Super Bowls, Tom. What's going on?
5: You know, I think we've struggled pretty much at everything. We just struggling in the red area, struggling third down, struggling in the run game, two point plays, short yardage, and backed up, started start first quarter, start of the third quarter, not very good offensive football. And I don't think anyone feels good, you know. We're lost four or five, so not where we wanna be, but you know, we haven't earned it and uh, you know we gotta go we gotta go earn it. You know, you gotta go earn it. You gotta go fight hard and you gotta go, you know, figure out how to win games.
3: It's sad to watch him talk like that. We've heard similar things after every single one of these losses, so none of those problems are getting fixed for him to stop talking about third downs or defensive issues or the pass completions. Lost five of their last six games. Takeaways, the Ravens played great in the second half, but takeaways from this loss, in particular, Brady's performance last night. Mm.
6: It seemed like early they had something going. And It was like, all right, Brady snapped out of it, and it was almost very deliberate what they were doing. Just get a couple completions going, and it was these easy little slip passes and wide receiver screens and stuff that was short, and moving the chains and getting into a rhythm. These was a bunch of these. And then they were hitting the running back on a couple. This was the game plan, and it was like, all right, we marched down, they scored a touchdown early. They're up 10 to three at one point. You're like, all right. At least we know that Brady's in a rhythm. And then it just flatlines. It flatlines. It goes from that to absolutely nothing the rest of the way. And I, the stat that stats that picks out to me, 38 minutes of possession for the Ravens, meaning. The Bucks' defense is out there a lot, and then five straight drives of punt, 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 punt from the from the Buccaneers. The offense is atrocious. It's it's an impossible watch if you're looking at it from an aesthetic point of view. And it seemed like you know the rushing game was such a such an area of emphasis. We were mm-hmm. going to say, hey, they got to run the ball because they're the worst rushing team. Guys, they were on pace to have historically the worst rushing season of any team all time mm-hmm. going into last mm-hmm. night, mm-hmm. averaging 66 yards. They rushed for 45 yards. 45. Oh
2: went down.
6: They're going to be the worst. They're going to be the worst of all time if they keep this up. And I don't know. You saw Brady and Evans like doesn't look fun out there. I don't- this could be – there's the cliff and now we're falling off it and one of the most strange decisions to come back to this that yeah. we've ever seen.
4: Uh-huh. Yeah, Fortnite disappeared in the second half. You know, Like Baltimore, we've talked so much about them and they've lost games in the fourth quarter in the second half. They looked like a completely different team in the second half. The Bucks looked like they had – they ran out of gas. Like they looked tired. The defense looked tired. You were talking about Rick Stroud's article uh, down in Tampa mm-hmm. yesterday about what happened – when was the last time they were good? They, they looked the defense, good to start yeah. it off. So – that that was what was so perplexing was man they scored their first first quarter it's tough uh, when you're touchdown on the field the
6: entire time yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: I mean they they couldn't get off the field on third down no doubt about it but they scored a touchdown right out of the gate it was like all right hey this is your first you know first time getting points in the first half all right here we go now they're back Stella got her groove back and then the wheels fell off mm-hmm. when you watched them on offense it was like watching kids try to figure out how to play and Oof. how to, how to figure out the rules of a game And yeah. it was like no no it's a layup right it's a layup like you hit it off the backboard no yeah. the simple plays. Are, 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 they look awful. They look tough. They look like like tough tasks for them. I go back to this fourth and goal. This fourth and goal, and they call a false start on Leonard Fournette. Now he gets playing, and Brady's pissed right here. All right, spikes mm-hmm. the football. You know what happened on this? Robert Hainsey, the center, didn't snap the ball. Everybody else moved, uh, but the center. So so they blame Fournette was the, the guy that the, they saw. But if you watch that play again, Brady even goes hot. You could yeah. see him say hot, and yeah, the ball loud. didn't come. And everybody else, mm-hmm. everybody else moves. So that was on the center. He's frustrated. What's going on around me? Like, all right, I got my – I missed Jensen. You saw him earlier in the game on the sideline talking to the center. He was telling him to put another towel at back. He's sweating all over. Like, he's just frustrated. Everything's bothering him right now. Like, the ball's wet coming back to him. He can't figure it all out. How about the throw that you showed to Mike Evans where yeah. he kind of missed him? That was clearly zone coverage. You're just supposed to sit down right there. And he's saying, no, I'm running right. through. He Goes to the sideline. Helmet comes down. And he's talking to the coach. And he – I'm pretty sure he said this. Did we not just go over this in the timeout? No, like we I just went that. over this stuff. So, so talking to the backup quarterback Rex like, yeah, you're not wrong, Thomas. This is not you. It's them, and Brady won't say any of that. Like you heard him in the sc- yeah. game press comments. He's still owning it, and it's just it's tough to watch right now.
2: It doesn't make sense. Like there is a scenario in which the Bucks start three and five before the season, and we say, all right, well they had just said riddled by injuries. All right, fine. Or like Brady fell apart, it finally happened, he can't throw a pass, it's none of that. Last night Brady set a Bucks franchise record for most consecutive passes without an interception. 315 straight passes, he threw for 300 yards. Like, it's not that Brady's falling apart and that you see him after the game. We've watched Brady for our entire adult lives. I don't recognize that human being. I don't know who that is. He looks like, he looks different physically, he looks different emotionally, and we've seen them all. Like this year, we have seen kind of tense Brady in the preseason when it's, you know, I got a lot of bleep going on. We've seen angry Brady, throwing stuff and yelling at people we've seen haha I'm on my podcast defusing Brady yeah. last night was numb Brady dejected dejected or resigned mm. we're just not good That's we can't is. do this we can't do that we can't do anything like he knew how big a game this was on Amazon Thursday night at home they had nothing in the second half like and it's like it's not week 15 where it's like all right just and it's, and it's, we got a lot of football left to play and yet I'm not I'm not I'm not saying they're dead I'm not saying he's dead Couple things. Same thing we've always said. They're three and five. Look at their division standings, and tell me who you're afraid of. They have time. They have very good veteran players who care and who are proud. There's too much time, and there's too much talent, and there's too many bad teams in the division. How many I games? The,
6: di- the conference. The conference. So I don't even think they're like the Eagles are
2: six. But if Brady faces the Eagles. Is it a home run that the Eagles are going to blow them out? No, no. Like the NFC is so weird. You're right. We're we're going to get into this later, but. There's a lot of people this morning, who, if you just read around, they've got their pretty little obituaries, and they've worked on them, and they're so fun, and they've got their metaphors. I'm not doing that yet. I'm not. It's mm-hmm. too early. and too many good players. The division's too bad.
3: There's a flicker of a difference in Tom Brady in last night's press conference to me than, yeah. let's say, in years past, in his Patriots seasons especially, when the going got tough. And, and he may have had to approach a post-game media availability and said, had looked sad, looked down, looked frustrated. But – his body language and his language and those kind of press conferences were always this feeling of like, but listen here, I'm going to go work with Bill Belichick and we're going to figure this thing mm. out. And that's not what I'm hearing. And this is not an indictment on Todd Bowles. It's just this presence you ever you got from him when he was frustrated in New England. It looks like a very different person now in Tampa Bay. That game last night made me really sad. It made me sad for a lot of reasons. I think regardless of how you feel about Tom Brady, if he has beaten every single one of a team that mm-hmm. you are a fan of across the league. If you like football, you I have a twinge of respect for what this man has accomplished yeah, I that. wholesale adored over the years by random people at times doesn't matter this is the scene that we thought we may have seen this would have been the cinderella story at the end of the season but we thought maybe this is what we were gonna get right. at the end of this season he retires he unretires he comes back and then the throng of media people want to get to him because he's that's his walk off that's his mic drop he wins a Super Bowl and everyone wants a piece of Tom Brady. No one wants a piece of Tom Brady right now. And, and I'm, and I'm kind of sad about it. This is not what we want to be filling our show with. Tom Brady's always going to be part of the game if he's playing. But not this way. You know, the, the game is good when Brady's good. The game is good when the team that Brady's on is good. And so it's just a it's a bummer. Great mm-hmm. for the Ravens. The Ravens look great. Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson looked mm-hmm. awesome. He's fingering it out in real time and we appreciate that. But that's a bummer.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it ain't over, Jim. No, it ain't over. over.
3: They no. got time. All right, Ian Rappaport is with us. Uh, We mentioned some of these injuries to both teams last night in the highlight, but Ian must have more of a development this morning uh, as teams are going to assess some of those injuries, and we're matching. So that feels like great teamwork, Ian. Good morning. What's going on?
7: Good morning, we'll start with Mark Andrews, who of course came into the game questionable with a knee injury, wound up playing, but then ended up leaving early with a different injury, a shoulder injury for Mark Andrews with Coach John Harbaugh saying after the game he did not believe it was a major injury. My understanding is it is best described as a shoulder strain. Now they have the little mini bye now, so plenty of time to get ready for next week. We'll see if that is something that is possible, but not a major injury for Mark Andrews. And the fact that Isaiah likely stepped in and played like he is, like he did, also good news. Not good news for Shaq Barrett, the star pass rusher for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and really one of the best and most highly paid pass rushers in the NFL. He is feared to have torn his Achilles. This would mean, of course, out for the season and a long long road back for Shaq Barrett. He's going to have an MRI today, but usually, guys, as you know, when they believe it is a torn Achilles, it is almost always a torn Achilles, devastating for the Bucks, and then there's a situation surrounding Jamar Chase, the Cincinnati Bengals' top receiver. As Mike Garafolo and I reported yesterday, Jamar Chase is expected to be out this week and could be out about four weeks or maybe a little more with a complex hip injury. Actually, suffered it midway through last week's game. Still finished the game. Still looked good. Still finished with 130 yards and two touchdowns. But he is now being evaluated further for a potential stint on injured reserve.
3: That was shocking when that came out yesterday, and it'll be interesting to see how the Bengals can fare Monday night against the Browns, and that offense that had totally started clicking in the last week or so. Ian Rappaport, thank you very much. I'll talk to you in a little bit. Splashy Giants news yesterday. The Giants traded wide receiver Kadarius Tony, who had only appeared in the first two games of the season, to the Chiefs for a 2023 third-round compensatory pick and a sixth-round pick, according to our own NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero, that move went down yesterday afternoon. Tony is now a chief. And here is what he said on Twitter immediately following the news breaking. Chiefs kingdom, baby. Thank you, God. That is Kadarius Tony, who was really not a part of the wide receiver room with the Giants despite his talent. There were some injuries involved there, but he is available enough to trade to the mm. Chiefs, and Patrick Mahomes has another set of hands to throw the ball to.
2: They send Gallaudet with
4: him
3: yeah, or not? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Gallaudet. Yeah, who knows? yeah,
4: They, they were going to put him in for free. Yeah.
3: Uh, Alright, we've got a full <laughs> slate <laughs> of NFL games coming up yeah. this yeah. weekend, and we're going to hit as many as we can right now in a game that we like to call Mad Minute. We're going to start with those New York Giants. Let's put 60 seconds on the clock. What will we be watching when the Giants head all the way west to Seattle to face the Seahawks, Sean?
4: Well, listen, anytime you play in Seattle, you know you got to deal with the noise. So, I mean, I, I played in a game in 2005. We had 11 false start penalties. So, it is a real thing. I was talking to Coach Dable earlier this week, and I'm like, dude, silent count all day long. Man, you cannot manufacture enough crowd noise in practice. So, that's going to be something to watch. Um, and then, dude, this Kenneth Walker. I know Saquon Barkley is, like, leading the NFL. <laughs> <screeners>. <laughs> Kenneth Walker is a beast right now. So, that's going
2: to be a tough task. I love it before. when this happens in the Mad Minute. I wanted to devote my entire 20 seconds to Kenneth Walker to the Third <laughs> and Saquon Barkley. Uh, I, honestly, the two most um, – I think impressive running backs we've seen this year. And Nick Chubb fans, I get you. It's not what I'm saying. Saquon is Saquon. I feel like if Saquon drops... 160 yards in this game. I keep waiting for the Saquon game. I'm telling you, the MVP stuff for Saquon is going to start because the Giants keep on winning, and he is their motor. But I love that Kenneth Walker, the third yeah, I, love, I love him.
6: And, and I, I tell everyone, next. look at these rookies for, for these Seahawks because it's not just Walker. It's two offensive tackles who are a rookie. You've got the kid Tariq Woolen at one. Kobe backyard. Back. Kobe Bryant, and you got Obi Moffett. Uh, you have a superior, superior rookie class here to any other in the league. The Seahawks rookies are my big story. Mm. Let's see if they can keep it going and if Gino can- and get, it, get another win. Mm. These are
3: two great uh, stories coming into this game. It kind of hurts that one of them is going to go down, but it's going to be one to watch. Next up, the Panthers visit the Falcons in an NFC South showdown. What intrigues us about this game, Kyle?
2: With due respect to these two teams, I'm pulling from the headlines last night, this game feels important as it pertains to Tom Brady. Mm. Is Tom Brady going to go down in flames and not make the playoffs in his final season? The only way he's making the playoffs, I think, is to win the division. All of a sudden, you start looking at those other teams if you care. I love you, Carolina, and I love you, Brian Burns, coming on later in Atlanta, but I'm interested to see which of these teams decide to be a contender this year? Because they may end the Brady regime.
6: It's in Atlanta. Where The last time we saw them play in Atlanta, they blew out the 49ers. And then last week, they go out to play Cincinnati and get the doors blown Didn't out. have it. 481 yards Joe Burrow had. And he, they called off the dogs in the second half. Mm. If you're the Falcons defense, there needs to be some sort of pride, some sort of majesty here where you say, OK, we're not going to let you do that in our building. Very into this Falcons team. Tough, Arthur Smith, well-coached team. Let's see if they can bounce back from a horrendous loss last week.
4: Yeah, the Falcons defense looked like shredded Jeez, I think P.J. Walker, i am kind of got my eyes on him. When you think about the Carolina Panthers, right? they traded for Sam Darnold two years ago, traded for Baker Mayfield, and yet Matt Rule, a guy who had P.J. Walker on with, in Baylor with him, ends up being like this guy that comes in and all, resurrects this offense. All of a sudden, Ben McAdoo looks great, right? P.J. Walker, mm-hmm. I'm watching him.
3: They were together at Temple. not Temple, everybody. sorry. Yes, yes, of course. And in the running back room for the Panthers, uh, Chuba Hubbard is injured, and Dante Foreman had a great game last week mm. against the Buccaneers, so he That's might carry story. the load. Yep, exactly. All right, the Bears are coming off an impressive win against the Patriots. Next up, they visit the Dallas Cowboys. What's to watch with this Bears-Cowboy game? The Bears feel kind of good, Peter.
6: I'm smiling because I'm excited to see the Bears. Yeah. I haven't said that in quite some time. And I would say I'm excited to see the Bears because on Monday night, they really showed us an offensive game plan that played to the strengths of their quarterback. For maybe the first time we've seen that since Justin Fields has been the quarterback, Luke Getze built the plan around Fields' athletic ability and said, okay, let's lean into this. Can they do that against a Dan Quinn defense? You mentioned it yesterday, Jamie. This is defense. is no joke, and Micah Parsons is waiting.
4: Yeah. I'm, not, I'm a little bit worried for Justin Fields like this Cowboys defense is getting after it and we before the season started it was the Micah Parsons show this and that I mean what, what these guys are doing right now is phenomenal so
2: I'm my, my, my
4: steal- Kyle has I'm a mad minute me.
3: just at but, Sean O'Hare you know, did this I steal your a or, or mad something minute. Yeah. we
2: don't prepare we don't we just wing it and my whole thing is like, man, Justin Fields and Micah Parsons. It just means that we're in cahoots. I, okay, I was going I was with Demarcus Lawrence and all the other Bingo. guys. Hey, it's not just Micah Parsons, but I'm worried for Justin Fields. It, Justin Fields is like a fighter who likes to drop his hands, right. and then he's going against this guy with this huge right. Re- Justin Fields <laughs> just takes a lot of hits, and now he's going against, like, the wrecker of worlds. I'm concerned, and I think he, in a way he, like, gets off on it, and he's very tough. Please protect yourself. I, I hope Peter's right, and this is the new Bears regime, but, like, Justin, please protect yourself. Eleven is a maniac.
3: What? One thing to watch in that game is if Ezekiel Elliott will play because he's dealing with a knee injury right now. So I think he is questionable going into that game. What intrigues us most about the matchup between the Dolphins and the Lions?
4: We got to let Kyle go first. I know, no, right? No. Go, go Kyle. Go you go gotta go. go. Dan Campbell soliloquy here. Do we got anything here? <laughs> Can I go
6: again to the ride the lightning? Yeah, anti-fragile. Hey, against the to team he used to coach also.
2: I mean, Peter, I, you know what? He used to be with Miami as interim head coach, and I remember then everyone's like, Dan Campbell could be a thing, and that was years ago, and then. We Detroit we're going Dan Campbell could be a yeah. thing just give me a, you know the one song I don't want this week from you Dan I don't want Fade to Black I'm, just something, I'm rooting for you. I really am I'm looking for a matchup. Tyreek Hill, Jeff Okuda. Smart. (laughs) Give me
4: that one. All right, we got a young corner working against the Cheetah. Curious to see how that one plays out.
6: Yeah, Tua, what do we got? I mean, Tua was kind of training wheels on last week, a little short passes, get it going, get him to get the rhythm, but he also was lowering his shoulder quite a bit. Detroit has a historically bad defense this season. They can't stop anybody. Let's see if Tua can get going or if this is going to be one of those where you have to sweat it out and, you know, we're scoring 16, 18, 19 points. I would love to see this Dolphins team put up 30 points and see how it goes and if Tua can them there.
3: Here, he should be fine. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waldo are averaging 200 receiving yards per game. Yeah. That is mind-blowing when you throw them the ball. All right, what are we going to have our eyes on when the Cardinals visit Minnesota?
2: Vikings been away for a minute. Yeah. You know, we haven't seen them, and they're this quiet 6-5-1 and five and one team. Mm-hmm. The only thing we talk about them is the Kirk Cousins with the chains and stuff. I would like to see them announce their rearrival into the second portion of the season. Mm-hmm. Are you up there with the Eagles? Because they blow your doors off, and that's the game that most people remember about the Vikings. Contender or just a really good record? in some funny memes. I want to find out.
6: Do you remember what happened last time the Cardinals played? They won a game, but yet all we talked about the next I'm morning fascinated.
2: was Kyler and Cliff getting in that little
6: spat on the side yeah, of the field. Chill like, the bleep out. Like, yeah. Has there ever been a less or more deflating feeling after a win than having your quarterback and coach go after it? They've had 10 days. That was a Thursday night. They've had chances to see what's going on here. I'm curious to see the body language, the interaction, and how this team comes out to play because we know they are a historically bad team in the first quarter. You can't let Minnesota get a big lead in that building.
4: Yeah, how about Kirk Cousins flying under the radar right now with Justin Jefferson. I think he's third in the league right now in receiving yards, and yet it's going to be DeAndre Hopkins and uh, you know, Kyler Murray. That's going to be the mm-hmm. steal in the show and mm-hmm. the conversation. But I think Kirk Cousins has a big game, so I'm looking forward mm-hmm. watching him light it up.
3: It is weird to have these two teams, like one last played on Thursday night and then one coming off a bye. Yeah, it's it's been like a while. It's quiet teams mm-hmm. playing each other. Next up, the Raiders take on the Saints. What's going to be the key in this game, Peter? Okay,
6: so you're looking at this Raiders team. You've got now two wins. You're starting to find your identity. It's a lot of Josh Jacobs and mm-hmm. Adams is having some numbers. Mm-hmm. You beat this Saints team, you're suddenly three and four and then this is like last year with the Raiders I'm where it was you. like, let's catch our groove. Remember, Dennis Allen used to coach the Raiders. Now he's with the Saints. I think Josh McDaniels and that offense is coming. I think they're finally finding their groove, especially after the Houston And I, I like the Raiders. I kind of like the Raiders in New Orleans, which is a tough place to
2: play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, would, I would agree with you. I, I kind of feel that same way. There's always one team. By the way,
6: can I just interrupt sure. with more of my minute? I don't think Kamara's being traded. Everyone says, out there. There's a, I would be shocked Shocked if is traded That guy is a franchise piece And from everything I hear Around the league No one's mentioning Kamara's name Except
2: Twitter You'd
6: be shocked Because
2: you don't think The Saints want to Or they won't get an offer I don't think they're looking To ship him off Really? This guy is All right. A
3: Saint, like, Saint. Huh.
2: Yeah. Can he make some more plays This year? We haven't heard hear much you. from him Right? He, he's only a Saint On the field by the way <laughs> uh, and, Is that it? Is that Mad Minute? That was
3: Mad Minute We are going to highlight some players or coaches we all have our eye on in Week 8. I'll get us started. The trade rumors have been plenty. Some trades are becoming reality. Michael Robinson was traded from the Jacksonville Jaguars to the New York Jets. Well, who now becomes running back one for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Go, on, go ahead. One, Travis Etienne. The Jaguars are in London this week. It's a second home for them, perhaps. And obviously, the Jaguars liked what they saw from Travis Etienne the last two weeks. He's posted 100-plus-yard rushing games. He's had a 40-plus-yard run in each of those games. Two weeks, enough for the Jaguars to feel like this man can carry the load in the run game for the Jaguars. Again, James Robinson, he is up to New York. Travis Etienne, you are the guy. Last year as a rookie, it was supposed to be this spectacular story with Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, the Clemson products. Etienne goes down with a Liz Frank injury in preseason. Misses all of last year, and now it's taken him a couple weeks, but he's finding his own footing in the run game. Travis Etienne, put a star on your name in London. Everyone will be watching you in primetime Sunday morning. Let's International, go.
2: Etienne, Travis Etienne. Peter? Etienne on the
6: pitch. glorious. You know, it's, Look out there. it's Look out there. one thing to lose to a team. It's another team to lose to a team over a couple years. Then there's Losing to a team 12 straight times. What? Robert Sala, I'm looking at you, my friend. The Jets are having a great season, five and two, but you know what? You guys are underdogs at home this week. Okay. Underdogs at home because your team cannot beat the team coming in, the New England Patriots. Here comes Belichick, with the hooded sweatshirt, with the hood, with all of the mystique. You know what? Belichick and those Patriots—they're coming limping in right now. Sala, 12 straight losses to the New England Patriots and New York Jets. You got to change go, things up. Go, Kyle, go, go. you said yesterday that Sean McDermott might have the best body fat percentage in the league of any head the coach. The lowest. Robert Sala, let me tell you something. We might have been talking yesterday. Two-thirty-eight percent.
2: Let's go. Yeah. Beat that, McDermott. Two-thirty-eight <laughs> percent. Peter just came with body fat statistics wow. on Robert Sala. Now, is that before the season? The season? McDermott must answer. All right. Uh, hey, listen up, guys. This is really good. It's Titans-Texans this week. All right, that's fine. I don't know if you know this, but earlier this week, Derrick Henry won the Angry Run Scepter, and so did his center, Ben Jones. Mm-hmm. Did the Titans get it? Did they send a picture back? Hark, what do my eyes perceive? Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. There's Derrick winning his sixth scepter. Look at There's ben. ben Jones. And guys, I want to shout out offensive tackle, Nicholas Petit-Friere. Guard Dylan Reddens over here, and then we're gonna go Ben Jones, Derek Henry, uh, guard Aaron Brewer, and tackle Dennis Daly. Guys, you want to see what Ben Jones did in his solo pick? This is the yep. center of the Tennessee Titans who decided to repurpose. Holy shit! He, oh! he slipped it open. And he's got the scepter. Look at the arm wrap right there. That's wow! Amazing. This is unbelievable. Titans, you are so good, and we will see you next week. Get out of the. Oh, by the way, they started 0-2. The Titans. Up- Four and two. Here
4: we go. Hi, haters.
0: See
2: ya. Oh, I got Sean
3: loves that offensive line. I love when the the
4: RBs get the big fellas involved. All right, listen. I'm gonna go quick right here. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw these shades on right now. We were talking about this team earlier on. The the Minnesota Vikings, coming off a bye week, they're just kind of flying under the radar. You know who else is Kirk Cousins right now? All right, Mm. the Vikings are five and one right now. All right, and I'm gonna slide over here so you can see some of these highlights right here in case you went to sleep on the Vikings. Look, Kirk Cousins right now is off to his best start of his career right now. He's never been 5-1. and one. This is new territory for him right here. And guess what? Justin Jefferson, look, he hasn't scored a touchdown in five games. So they're 5-1, and one, but they're still hungry. I think Kirk Cousins is going to have a huge game. I think Irv Smith, watch out. Yeah. Cards are struggling against tight ends. I think Irv Smith has a big game as well. So uh, all eyes on Kirk Cousins right now. Let me just throw a little history lesson real quick while I got these cool shades on. The last time that the Minnesota Vikings lost to the Cardinals in Minnesota, Mm -hmm. 1977, all right? They were the St. Louis Cardinals. It was the year that I was born. That's how long it's been. So Kirk Cousins, not to put any pressure on you, uh, but you're in the spotlight, my man. Put these on with your chains. Let's go. Yeah, that would I be with the drift Take
3: care of That's business, a Minnesota Vikings.
7: I'm not worried about this squad. In fact, this might be the best thing for us. Uh, this week, you know, nobody's going to give us a chance. Go on to Buffalo and Sunday football might be the best thing for us.
4: It's a, it's a week-to-week league. Anybody can beat anybody every given Sunday. So we've got to be prepared for everything.
8: Rolling, throwing, end zone, what a catch! What a play by Aaron Jones!
2: Allen Looking, looking long. Throws to the end zone. And the ball is caught!
3: It's time for our Sunday preview presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's focus on one of the marquee matchups this weekend. When Aaron Rodgers and the Packers take on Josh Allen and the Bills, we gotta put it on somebody who or what will be the hashtag difference maker in Packers Bills.
2: Well, look, it's, it's probably Rodgers. You know, we've, we've beat this into a pulp. It's the largest point spread he's ever faced in his career. First time double digit. And I, I had our intrepid researcher, Rich Goldberg, do the research of the other five biggest point spreads he's faced and what, mm-hmm. how he's done in that game. He's won none of them. And in three out of the five, he's been blown out. It was more than the point spread. So I just am interested. Look, Aaron Jones is their best player outside of Rodgers right now, and he needs to have a massive game and go absolutely nuts against the Bills if they're going to beat this team. But I'm also interested in just how they come out. How is the Lafleur factor? Do they do the thing where we're like, let's shorten the game and we'll run the ball and we'll do it? AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. Like, I I don't. I think the talent discrepancy and the team discrepancy is so big in this game. I don't think that's going to beat the Bills. I want to see them come out and throw bombs. Like, I, I feel like you're a huge underdog. It's David and Goliath in so many senses. No one thinks you're going to win. Like, don't you want to go out just chucking the hell out of it? I want to see Rodgers throw 60 passes in this game. Aaron Jones is their best weapon, he's their best player. I want to see, I, I think the difference is Rodgers. Mm. He's, he's faced deficits before, it's not gone well. In this game, they get creamed fine, it's over. I want to see him go down swinging. Mm.
3: I'll double down on that. If if Rodgers is the mainstay for, like, this is what this game is about, because, like, Josh Allen's going to ball, the Bills are going to be great, Bills Mafia is going to be on fuego. So who is the difference maker to Aaron Rodgers? And to me, it's Von Miller. Because right now, mm. these are two stars playing very differently right now for the teams that they are on. Uh, they've played each other four times. And Rodgers has beaten Von Miller three times. he's 3-1 against Miller. Two of those games came against the Broncos. He beat the Rams last year. This is interesting. Von Miller has three career sacks. Two of those sacks were in that first game against Rodgers. It has been done before. Rodgers versus Von Miller. Again, it's two names that you love. You love to watch him play. But Von Miller, we've seen him be a difference maker in a lot of other games so far this season. He is the reason why... The Bills brought him there. His presence is being felt by the Buffalo Bills in a really fantastic way. This is what it looks like when these two guys go head to head. Rodgers is going to be challenging enough, but then to put Von Miller on the other side and just knowing he's out there lurking, ooh, that could be the difference no making. Doubt.
6: This has the writings on the wall for me as like a huge blowout. <laughs> I, I laugh and I know that the Packers fans are like throwing tomatoes in, but let me just set the scene for you and, and why I say that. And no, no one is more invested in the Packers getting this right than me, who picked them to go to the Super Bowl this year. So just yeah. hang tight. Yeah. Bills are coming off a bye week where they had their biggest win of the season against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Bills Mafia is frothing to see their team. <laughs> Perfect weather Sunday. Halloween night Sunday. <laughs> Sunday night football for just the second time since 2010 and the only other oh. time they had it during
2: the COVID season. If I correct you, it's oh. actually Halloween Eve. Eve which it means it's, it's devil's night. Mischief mm. night. It's yeah. like when Even people, worse. it's like uh, fires. Uh, so the paper. What so did Sean favorite?
3: McDermott say to you yesterday? You're trying to get You're him going. You're trying to get, trying going. To
6: get going. me going. I just think that place is going to be a madhouse. And the buildup for this game is going to be an afternoon of drinks and enjoying our Bills and leaning into it with Halloween costumes all day. Yeah. I want to go. To the fact that <laughs> when Josh Allen comes out of that tunnel, it might as well be the Super Bowl. I, I think this Bills fan uh, base is going to lift them. And I, look, I want to see the Packers get it right. I do because I don't enjoy this brand of Packers football and you know, the Rodgers factor is, is intriguing in a lot of ways for our show, but it's also to see him play that brand every week, it's kind of unsettling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think they do come out and they fight, but like, I don't know if anyone, anyone, I don't care if it's the 78. Steelers are beating the Bills on Sunday. I'm a little surprised you're not zagging here. I usually zag. I, I know. like a I huge know, upset. I think
3: Rodgers is going to come out. Yeah. Especially coming yeah.
6: off a week where yeah. Carolina handled the Buccaneers right, and right. commanders beat them. you're not. I'm not. I think that this Bills team is you're that zigging. good. You're zigging. I'm <laughs> yeah. very much zigging. Going with the wave. I'm going right along with what everyone else says and I just, <laughs> you're going with the grain. Yeah. Yeah. I think mean, this All is right. a big Bills All win. Right.
4: I think it's a good decision on Mischief Night. Yeah, and, and not a lot of people are doing that. But Yeah. It's a great prediction. This is the Green Bay Packers Super Bowl. like they're, they're in it right now. This is it for them and they're playing up against the best. I, I, I want to cue uh, and fast forward to Aaron Rodgers when he's standing on the sideline and we see an unbelievable throw from Josh Allen and an unbelievable route from Stephon Diggs. Okay. I, I think Diggs is going to be the X factor in all this and, and yeah. the competition of him versus Jair Alexander. But, like Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs had that chemistry. You know, you, 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 it was, it was, right, Manning to Harrison, Eli Manning to, to Burris, and Brady to Moss, and it, it was Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams, and now he didn't, he didn't have that. Definitely so not. He was sitting over there watching, wow, this Josh Allen to Diggs. Man, I, I kind of remember I used to have a relationship like yeah, that with a receiver, yeah. and, you know, he might get a little nostalgic, but these guys are full throttle right now. I mean, they can do no wrong right now, and, I think they're going to undress this Packers defense who's been susceptible to these big plays already. Jair Alexander's got some history with Stefan Diggs. They've played four times. He's given up three touchdowns against him, So uh, that's going to be a great matchup to watch. Mm-hmm. And I think right now, the chemistry and everything that's going on, and to your point, the energy that's in yeah. that building right now, I feel like Stefan Diggs is going to blow them. Mm-hmm. If there was a roof on it, then mm-hmm. I think you would blow
3: them. Mm-hmm. I saw this great tweet. I think it was from Maggie Gray, the radio personality. And if it wasn't, I know she would appreciate the humor sure. anyways. But it was like, how have we not come up with the camera angles where it's like just Brady? and Rodgers all season long and like how is it not pay-per-view every game because like their reactions to I things know. and their, like, emotional volatility at this point, it's much must Yeah, watch we TV.
2: did it with Mac Jones, right? We're yeah. we're right,
1: exactly. It,
2: it, it, I, and I'll say it again, I think he's going to be great theater, Rodgers, yes. whether they win by two or lose by 50. There's also this very poetic thing going on where, like, there is a passing of the torch. Yeah, porch. talk about that, relationship, yeah. Rogers. Well, look, Rogers and yeah. Allen are, they're, they love each other, they are, have a lot in common on the field, off the field, where they grew up, the doubters, all of that, both went to junior colleges. Like, there's a ton in common. And, and it's like Allen is kind of reminding us of a young Rodgers. And if he wins this game, and it's look, if it's 42 to 13, and Rodgers walks off, it's kind of like they're going to embrace afterwards. And it's kind of like, wow, Aaron, it's been an amazing run. But like this kid on the Bills is like the new you when you came off the bench uh, after Favre. So there's, they're very close, love each other. Like, and, but this could be a very poetic thing where this is the new Rodgers and he's beating Rodgers.
3: Mm. Jordan Boyer is about to sit down and join us here in Good Morning Football. We'll ask you about candy corn.
2: It's part of food juice, right Candy and <laughs> candy cane.
4: Yeah. Someone had tweet, like, oh.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill, so you can stay in there as long as you want.
1: Visit LiveNation.com concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum41, 30 Seconds to Mars, Owen oh, Two Door Cinema Club. Good
2: morning, football! The best safety in the National Football League from the Buffalo Bills. It is our old friend.
5: Jordan Poyer. Let's go.
2: What's happening, hey.
5: buddy? How you guys doing, man? Thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. I always love coming on and talking to you guys. We always love having Jordan Poyer
2: on. We love watching you play, and it's been a long time, dude. I want to get right into this. Anytime any of your teammates are asked this year about Von Miller, they just light up. They light up. They cannot wait to talk about it. Jordan, tell us what impact he's had on and off the field, and tell us about the album that he is constructing track by <laughs> track for each week of the season.
5: Right. I mean, you just said it right there, on and off the field I'm not I mean everybody obviously knows his his impact on the field and what he's able to do on the field but you know it's, it's stuff that he's able to do off the field whether that's bringing guys together bringing the energy to the locker room and it's awesome to see a guy like that really just blend in to the group of guys that we've built here for the last you know four or five six years out here so anytime you get a player like Von Miller like it, I mean you know when you hear Von Miller coming to the Bills, it's like man like we are gonna be that much better but then you know you realize all the stuff that he do- also does off the field to help build the, build the team and, and he really Really helps guys believe in what we're doing and, and believe in the process and, and it's awesome to have a guy like that he's my golfing buddy so I get to go golf with him all the time he's actually gotten a lot better on the golf course since we first golf so it's cool to see that process too and just to see him as a person I'm really down to earth really cool guy and it's just awesome to have him on our football team
3: Jordan I know your quarterback has a sports broadcaster commercial out but I think you could have a future <laughs> in that too whenever you choose to be done playing I want I you to put your it. analyst hat on and I know this okay. is hard because Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers he's coming to town it's Sunday night football, but the Packers have been struggling. What are you seeing on tape with the challenges that they have faced as an offense and trying to contain them, but what you know in your heart he could be really good at doing? How do you compare and contrast those two when you prepare for this guy?
5: Yeah, and I think you just got to come down to, I mean, like you said, that is Aaron Rodgers, and he's arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks that we've played this game. And so, you know, you really can't look at their record or can't look at, you know, yeah, they've been struggling in certain areas, but at the same time, that's a guy who's going to figure things out, who's going to get their team, you know, on the right track, get their thing, team in the right mentality to come here and play, you know, a, a good football game. So we expect nothing less than a really good football team coming in here um, hungry. You know, I've you know, i been in this league a long time. Anytime you lose two, three games in a row, you know, you get that ish, you get that hunger to, you know, come back. So they're going to they're going to be at their best coming in here. and We're going to have to play extremely well to win.
6: No doubt. Fortunately, you guys have a pretty good quarterback yourself. I had Ken Dorsey, your offensive coordinator, on my podcast this week, and we showed the clip because it was awesome. And he said he knew that Josh (laughs) Allen was the real deal. Was that guy after the playoff loss in Houston because... Allen stood up and looked in the locker room and was like, put it on me, put it on me. And Dorsey said, that's when he knew. That's on my podcast, but that doesn't mean anything in that locker room. <laughs> when did you know right. that Josh Allen was the real deal?
5: I think when he hurtled the, I think it was barred from the Vikings. Uh, it might have been, I think yeah. that was his rookie year. And I'm sitting on the sideline and I'm just like, ain't no way this chick's, Six quarterback, 250 pounds, just got up the hurdle with one of the better linebackers in the game for a first down, too, even at that point. I mean, I had already obviously seen him during OTAs and seen his arm strength and seen his talent. He had all the upside in the world. But, I mean, and at that point, I'm like, yeah, like, let's let's ride, Jay. Like, I got you back, bro. <laughs> I got you back. We love Jordan
2: Poyer. Look at the Jordan Poyer podcast. We must uh, say goodbye here from Cap Central on Good Morning Football. Yeah. Uh, you're the best. Family appreciate sounds incredible. Give us the best of them and uh, go get one from number 12 this weekend. Thank, the man, dude. Thank you. Thank appreciate Happy Halloween. You so See you. Happy Halloween.
3: <laughs> up on. Good Morning Football. Do you put the Bills defense in your lineup? Yeah, you absolutely do. But you got to set your fantasy lineups, which players offensively, are gonna go off in a week eight GMFP jump.
0: Nice. We a strong Camaro take early in the shot of nowhere.
6: Yeah, I don't think he's getting traded. Okay.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower.